to Spinal Tap Minute. We're at episode 41, so that means we're on minute 41 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I am still Heidi Bennett, and you can still find me at HeidiBennett.com. And I am Sean German of 5minutesofmime.com. And returning as our special guest from the Incomparable podcast is Jason Snell. You can't see me, but I assure you I'm doing yoga and sticking my tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you're warmed up and... I, I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. Thank you for coming back. For Minute 41, and Minute 41 starts with... Uh, we get a little scene of David and Janine apart from the rest of the band on the tour bus. We end with Janine explaining her part in David's creative process. And in between, we get a little bit of uh, a side interview with Marty talking with David and Janine. But just before we get into that, we have a few seconds of Nigel and Derek with their new friends on the back of the bus, including Cindy who is uh, experiencing her first mustache. Yes. The groupies. Woo. The groupies. And, and as I teased Friday, I've, I've, di- I've done a bit of research here and we've, uh, we haven't had much. We've seen various uh, companions that the band is, uh, is enjoying on their trip. And usually the actresses, they have a name, but not a name any of us have heard of. But in this case, this is the exception. So the, the two groupies in the back of the bus are the uh, the named Cindy and Belinda, who has not been named yet, but I think we'll get introduced to uh, later. So Cindy is played by Vicky Blue, and Vicky Blue has done a few things. Uh, I think this is only one of two credits she has on an actress as as an actress, but she's actually done quite a bit as director, producer, and editor. And uh, she's done a number of things, many Playboy home videos that she is credited as as editor on. But the most, the the more interesting part of her filmography are a couple of documentaries. Hmm. One is Naked Under Leather, which sounds like it could be another Playboy video, <laughs> but it's it's actually a documentary about the glam rocker Susie Quattro. Oh, awesome! And if you're wondering. Where have I heard that name before? It I may know. be. <laughs> Just play along. Just... Yes. Um, Tell oh, us you more. Are... You may not recognize the name Susie Quattro yet, but she was uh, Leather Tuscadero uh. on Happy Days. And so that may be where you know Susie Quattro. In addition to being a, you know, a working musician, she played uh, Fonzie's kind of on again, off again uh, lady friend, Leather Tuscadero. And another documentary that that B- Vicky Blue worked on uh, was Edge Play, which is a documentary about uh, the Runaways. So she's right in there. And, you know, her haircut really speaks to that. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with those women of the, you know, mostly from the late 70s and, of course, into the 80s. But that's she's got that kind of rock and roll shag. That yeah, so she, she kind of knows that world and has applied it, you know, beyond portraying someone in that world here, um, but into to making those movies. And those are two 
two documentaries I have not seen, but I think I'm going to change that. They both sound very interesting. So here's here's the thing that I didn't know about her that I, I was just looking at is before she was in This Is Spinal Tap, she was cast by Rob Ryder in This Is Spinal Tap, I think based on being aware that she was in the all-woman rock band The Runaways in the late 70s, which you may not have ever heard of The Runaways, but you have heard of the lead singer of The Runaways because after she was in The Runaways... Joan Jett went out on her own with the Blackhearts and right. and mm-hmm. Joan Jett is now of course widely known but she was in the, with Vicky Blue in the Runaways in the late 70s. Oh, so oh, she was that, so okay. she was in the okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were both they, she was the bass player in the Runaways for a period of she was like the second bass player in the Runaways. Um and then she left and then the group dissolved sort of uh, a little bit later and Joan Jett went out on her own. And uh, and and made Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and and yeah. became famous. But uh, so she's got she's got serious rock and roll cred. Does uh, Cindy yeah. with her first mustache? I doubt that this is truly her first mustache. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm <gonna> say. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So now I I really want to see uh, Edge play now. So she's not just writer and director, but the subject of that of that documentary as well. Uh, and that yeah. movie that came out a few years back about the runaways is really fantastic. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. I haven't. Um, it's really good. I have not. It is. It has been on my list of to see for the longest time. And unfortunately, the list keeps growing. And if you've seen the the uh, original Guardians of the Galaxy um, mm-hmm. in the climax, they uh, crank Cherry Bomb by the runaways. That's yes. playing in the background. So that is... Uh, see, it's all connected. That's what I'm it's saying. It's all connected. It's, <laughs> it's all, all connected, connected to Spinal Tap. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm so right. glad you found that out. Um, and I'm sorry I couldn't feign. Um, nobody, <laughs> none of my friends would believe that I could sit here and go, Susie Quattro, who's that? <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely. No, I, and I have to admit, yeah. I, I, yeah. I did not recognize the name Susie Quattro either, yeah. I, I'll admit, until I, I did that bit of research. And then, so the the other groupie who is who is not named yet, but I I think we're introduced to her in a few minutes, mm-hmm. is Belinda. And while Belinda does not have quite the rock and roll cred as Cindy, she has she's more well known as an actress. It's Joyce Heiser, who you who I most remember from just one of the guys. She is the star of just one of the guys. She's oh my the guy God. from just one of the guys. Or just one of, I guess. Yes. Not the guy. She's just one of the guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's she's done a lot of other acting since then, but that's that's the thing on her filmography that really jumped out to me, is that uh, yeah, just one of the guys. Oh my god, that is amazing. I had no idea. That is that is amazing. Yeah, and then she's gone on to be in like lots of other things, and she's she's a she is a has has had work in TV and movies over the years. So not one of these sort of people you look up in the credits on IMDb and realize they were in two things in the early '80s and then never again. Yeah, because right. that's that's what we're finding with w- yeah with with a lot of these the side characters. Now there there's some that are immediately recognizable, famous kind of people like like Howard Hassman and, and Ed Bigley Jr. That are little bit parts, but most of the side characters and sort of people on the periphery of the band have been, yeah, those, those kind of folks, they've got one or two credits and like they're, you know, roadie or rock and roll fan number three kind of things. But it was interesting that that these particular folks um, that we first see in this scene kind of went on and, and 
Well, I guess it, in at least one case, um, so Vicky Blue would have had a considerable career, not not in film, but in show business otherwise, before right. uh, before Spinal Tap came around. So, well, that's really uh, fun. I'm so glad you did that research. That's great. And all that from the first one second of Minute 41. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, this is going to be a really long show. I hope everyone there is prepared. You're comfortable. You've got something to All drink right. because uh, number two is ten minutes on second number one. <laughs> At this pace, the whole movie is going to take a long time. Mm. But uh, so yeah, so then moving on to uh, to second number two is where we, so we get to uh, to Janine and David and 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 David is a nice. Um, I was going to say boyfriend, but I'll just say partner. I don't know. They're, they're maybe not husband and wife in a legal or religious sense, but they're a little bit more than boyfriend or girlfriend. I think we can agree. They're, they're partners. Nigel would agree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Definitely. he's, you know, he's, David's, he's trying to do the right thing. And we all know this. If you have a partner, occasionally you get a gift and you appreciate the thought and the sentiment and that's it. You don't appreciate the gift itself. And I don't think David appreciates the um the truly the hideous Saturn <laughs> and stars and planets sweater. I love that the first line is just, can I take it off now? Um, yeah. <laughs> that thing is horrendous. And he says it's not quite done. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna wear it until it's done. He's trying to find yeah. any reason not to wear it in front of his uh in front of his his bandmates on the back of the yeah. bus. And this whole thing is so painful, right? Because it's like this whole scene, he's trying to go to the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. There's fun back there. There's video games. They're, they're drinking. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're hanging out with the, with the groupies. And he is with her in the front of the bus wearing this awful sweater. And then, and then she's like, well, you said you wanted to read. You can just read up here with me. She's like, stay with me. Do not go to the back of the bus. And he so wants to go to the back of the bus. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a little, this is really our, we haven't seen all that much of Janine so far. This, and, and I've mentioned last time she showed up that I, if memory serves for me, she's really got coercive control down. She's really being quite manipulative with him in this guise of being helpful. But is it helpful? Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets painful. Like to me, watching. These upcoming minutes with Janine was kind. I mean, it was funny, but also like uh, kind of creepy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's not so hilarious to talk about, but I think just the way he changes and kind of acts like a a kid, you know, a kid that wants to play a video mm-hmm. game, and she's like literally wiping schmutz off of his lip and. She's but is really she muttering him? Is she, or is is this a is this one of his herpes uh, <laughs> uh, She's blisters? She's a little herpy blister that that, that is part of the kind of abandoned subplot. That's how, that's how I read that. Is that that may be ah. what that is? And he's saying, "I want to go back there where where the groupies are." And this is why she's behaving the way she is to a certain point. It's like she knows what's going on, and oh. she's here now, and she is going to keep him away from the temptations of the road. She's going to put him in the ugliest sweater possible <laughs> and have him stay at the front of the bus. And that's, that's how, uh, that's how this is going to work and with, with all the telephones. Cause there's like a couple of telephones back right. there. And this is, uh, this is what she's going to do. Cause she's, she's, you know, this is, this is her, you know, and the movie is, this is like a Yoko Ono kind of thing. This is the, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she's ruining their fun of being adolescents 
boys doing whatever they want by doing this. And you can, I mean, she's the villain in the movie, but on another level, right, she's doing exactly what you'd expect her to do, which is, uh, you know, want David to grow up and behave like an adult. Yeah, I think... Um, it's, it's got submarines in it. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go play with the submarines. <laughs> oh man! Well, I like your yeah. That's a good different take on it, and funny. And I love yeah that we move into this you know little snapshot of them doing their face yoga face or whatever yoga, that yeah. is. Yeah, and uh, and then and then it's like. They're in the redwoods, but with manicured lawn behind them. Did anybody notice that? Yeah, or what do you? Where do you think they are? I assume that this is this is somebody's maybe somebody's house in the in the hills somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, in L in L A, where there are, mm-hmm. there are a couple of redwoods and and stuff. Because I mean, this is a movie shot on the cheap, basically in L A. So this has got to right. be like somebody's somebody's place up in the up in the mountains, maybe up in like the San Bernardino Mountains, or maybe it's just like Malibu or something like that, where if you're high enough up, you get some you get some redwoods and all that. Because it does look like they're in Vancouver or something like that. But it's got to be somebody's backyard, uh, backing up against you know backing up against a golf course or something like that. Yeah, that's good call. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. Because I mean, they wouldn't go any. I mean, this is a whole movie <laughs> shot in LA, right? So it can't be that far. But it does no, feel. No. It, I mean, this is a good location, right? Just for this this interview, because it feels like they're in a they're a world away in front of those big redwood trees. Mm-hmm. But I don't see these as people that are really, you know, like the roughing it type, like camping. So they they show them, yeah. So we see in the background there's trees and it's green and everything, but they don't strike me like these aren't country folk. No, this is the. I just read that as they're in a part of the country yeah. on this tour when they get this interview. So by having different terrain behind them, it makes the movie feel like it's a travelogue, which of course was a lie because they shot it all in L.A. So this was like yeah. a good location to make it seem like, well, when we were in Seattle or when we were in Minnesota or Wisconsin or something like that, we had we interviewed them out in this weird, you know, in this location that doesn't feel like it's L.A. Right. Um, and this is this is a crazy interview, by the way. This is and, and it continues into the next minute too. But this is this is wild because this is the this is where Janine says that she has influence over David's music. Like she she is the determiner. He play, plays things for her, and she tells him whether they're good or bad. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this whole her acting is fantastic. Here, her face is resting bitch face on 500 different levels you know like her, her. I, you know I, and I kind of I wonder like it's there's the saying that the the best makeup looks like no makeup at all mm-hmm. and I think that's that's what I feel what I'm getting from Janine in terms of her acting mm. I forget especially and we've talked about how good this movie is in terms of portraying a documentary for mm-hmm. something that is 100% fiction, other than that the people playing are real musicians and the music's not fiction, but everything else, this this is not a documentary. This is the, the thing I buy the most is Janine. I, I kind of want to, you know, meet this person in real life to be like, are you, you know, are you the greatest actor of all time? Or is she really like this? Especially the eyes. The eyes are just... I don't know if she's on like depressants. Is she on lithium or something? There's just no, or, you know, there's no expression 
There's no excitement in the eyes. It's very level. It's very straightforward. But for me, at least, it's I I, I don't you know I don't see the actor behind the character. I just see Janine. So the question is, who which which villain is more cold blooded that Jane Badler has played? Is it is it Janine? Or is it the lizard alien who invades Earth <laughs> in V, right? I mean, uh, you know, six of one, half a dozen of another. It, 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 yeah, Janine is, is um, this is, you, you know, saying that it's so documentary-like is so true, too, because this is the kind of thing that if this were a real documentary, you would go to her, you'd meet her somewhere, and you'd be like, did you know that you were the villain and they'd be like, I had no idea that they were going to do that to me. I was just talking about trying to protect my boyfriend, husband, whatever from this. And they took it. And that's in fact, the premise of the, what the commentary track on the DVD on the second DVD of this movie is Mm -hmm. it's in character. And they're like, Marty DeBerge is terrible. And he did a hatchet job on us. Right. That's the whole premise. And I can see that here because, and you get the interaction too, which goes into the next minute, but it's the, she makes the statement. And it's just her, right? And then in the next minute, you will see that David has to try and like walk back everything she's saying because because she said it and he can't like deny it and he can't say no 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 she's she didn't say that so instead he tries to kind of like blunt all of this stuff when it's already out there it's in the camera you know they've got it that she's saying yes i have creative input over the band because i tell david what's good and what's bad and (laughs) it's just you know this is this is how reality show villains get created and Mm -hmm. this how you know when you're shaping a a real documentary story you get something like this and you're like oh my god we got this yes <laughs> yeah, you're trying to keep a straight face while you're like mentally high-fiving the crew and like, yes <laughs> yeah so yeah. If, yeah if this is today she'd be well you know she'd have her lawyer suing to prevent the release she'd be out making the talk show circuit and in in her social media saying how it's a hatchet job and she was you know her words were taken out of context to make her sound bad and it's it's interesting so i have a um I think I have a more generous outlook on Janine than than maybe Heidi has. And I think some of this is on on David. David's got to set the boundary. Like, you know, on on the bus. He's, you know, so she's there. She's joined him. It's natural that she's going to want to spend time with him. Sure. And if, you know, he's he's on tour, he wants to be with his friends. He knows Janine can't go to the back of the bus because yeah. of the the tension between well, one, the guys, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a guy's night out. It's not, it's not for the partners. It's not for significant others. And just Nigel and Janine don't get along. If she goes back there, no one's having a good time. Nigel and Janine are literally yeah. in opposite sides of the bus, right? She is yeah. far forward right and he is right. far back, back left or wh- whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They're, 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 as, they're as hard as they can get. They are. <laughs> but so, so, you know, David either has to kind of bite the bullet and say, my partner's here, I'm going to stay here and keep her company, and I can't be in two places at once, so I'm going to suck yep. it up. Or he's got to tell her, you know, this is my guy time. You know, you work on the sweater, I'm I'm going to go back and, and play with the submarines. 
and this establishes that David is really bad at that, right? Like he he's yes. not going to he's not going to do that. Also, I have to apologize. I got my lizards wrong. This, of course, is June Chadwick. Jane Badler and June Chadwick were the two women lizard people aliens in V. This yes. is June Chadwick. But the, yes. my point stands, which yes. is what a run for June Chadwick as <laughs> Janine and as the evil lizard alien commander. Um, so it, maybe it she, is, yeah. she's an evil lizard here. We just don't see Maybe. our mask yet. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's, t- it's tough to pile on her because it is, you know, th- this movie is such a boys club that it- it's really easy to look at this and say, like, uh, what my wife said when I was talking about the, the minutes that I was going to be doing for for this podcast, she said, girls are just awful, aren't they? Like, I mean, that, that's sort of with Janine, that's kind of the message of the movie. But I think you can read the other level here, which is, which I like to do, which is, yes, she's kind of awful, but this is also about David not um, having a healthy relationship with her and the band that he's mm-hmm. stuck in the middle and he is he is so weak that he is not able to he just keeps bopping back and forth between them and she's got lots of dumb ideas that's true but he's not honest with her either and so right. she's deluded and and so you know yeah but what the movie's really trying to do is it, it wants that kind of yoko ono feeling of and then the girlfriend came and ruined the band mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and I mean, definitely, I agree that two people make make a relationship, and it's not all on Janine. I just, I think that she's so effective at playing this role that I, I feel her coldness and her manipulativeness and her uncomfortableness, and I, I think it's so effective that it it hits me on a realer level than some of the other scenes. And I think that's what I'm, that's the meat I'm trying to get at is how good it is, you know, how great she is at this, and she's... Mm-hmm beautiful and you can see i think what she's trying to say and and yeah she's a strong person she, she may even person. you you could maybe even argue that she I don't know if she's smarter than them. She's not dumber than them. And she may be, she's out of her element, which is why she may, ends up making kind of dumb decisions because they, she doesn't understand the band and its fans and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she wants, she wants control, but I think it's coming from a place of she wants to help. She, she, she sees them falling apart and sliding and wants to try and help save them. But she's just, because it's a comedy, she's actually really bad at it and it doesn't go well. <laughs> but she's, she's you know, it, it, it's, she's not without her merits, even though she is in basically the villain. In, right. Of the she's not trying to sabotage. She is trying to help. I totally believe that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and you could argue we, that there is no villain in this movie, that the true villain in this movie is that Spinal Tap is not going to be popular anymore. Their popularity <laughs> is waning and everything. That's the villain is their lack of popularity. And she's trying to prevent it, but mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's yeah, just I, an, another another incompetent person trying too hard and trying to stop the inevitable. Yeah, probably. Right, well, one thing right. she does, I you know, I don't want to be all down on on Janine. She can accessorize w- with the best of them. <laughs> the, the earrings, the bracelets, the, the chokers. I have a hard uh, time believing a woman who's got who's got it together fashion wise, eighties fashion wise. And I, I think actually you could even argue in the eighties are kind of back. Like some of the stuff she wears, she could wear today, and mm-hmm. she'd be killing it. I have a hard time believing that that person would would not unknowingly create such an awful thing as that sweater. I have yeah. a hard time believing that. <laughs> so I, I really think this is the just shun this person that she's putting on him. He's mine. Everybody else. Yeah. 
should be repelled from him because she's so <laughs> she is so stylish. She looks so good with her accessories, with her eighties hair, with her makeup. She is looking great, and then yeah. he is. I'm. It's like I'm with stupid, right? Yeah. Put this on. No, yeah, I, think I, hadn't, I hadn't thought I of that, that, but as soon as you said that, Jason, it makes perfect sense that this is the making my partner less desirable. So I don't have to yeah. worry about him cheating because this sweater is just <laughs> repellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I just wanted to backtrack a little bit just just to say how much I love what David says in here where he just the words where he says cosmically a shambles <sighs> and uh, whatever, you know, philosophies happen to drift through my transom. I just always love that yep. <laughs> drift through my transom. I use that. That's one of the yeah. things, you know, people, people talk about quoting Spinal Tap. I use drift through the transom all the time. <laughs> and I don't even think about the fact that that is also a Spinal Tap. Among the many Spinal Tap references I make, just something drifting through the transom of your mind or whatever. It's like, it's totally good. It's good. <laughs> what, how, how many people these days even know what a transom is. I mean, I'll, I'll admit the only reason I know what a transom is, is because of drugstore cowboy. Well, I mean, I use the phrase metaphorically, right? But it, yeah. there is an actual, is it nautical? And there's also like a transom, a transom window that's the window above a door, right? right? Yeah, right. That's, so. that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. 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 But I, I realize here, he's, yeah, he's talking about the, yeah, the transom of his mind. The metaphorical yeah, it's, transom. Yeah, it's, it's where things come in and out, and it's sort of like, the, yeah, exactly. And she gave him a path to follow, so it makes sense that if she's helped him with that, that he might think, well, since she's already here, she might be able to give this band a, a, a path to follow, because we seem to be, you know, off the rails here. I think the question is, what? why does David... Why is David doing, when we see him doing his weird yoga and all of that, why is he doing that? Is he doing that because he loves Janine and he's going to do whatever she says? Or is he doing it because he is trying to be a better person and improve and grow up? And if it's if it's the first one of those, then that's just kind of sad because he's <laughs> just going along with this because he doesn't want to rock the boat and, and get in an argument with her. If it's the latter, then it goes back to my original argument that, you know, maybe the story here is that David is trying to grow up and Nigel is not interested in having that happen. They're childhood friends. They should stay children forever right. in this band. Mm-hmm. And if you read it, you could read it either way. But if you read it that way, then, you know, is she... It, is she villainous or is it that, you know, there, she just she just is trying to make him choose something different from his life in the band? I don't know. Yeah. 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 I lean towards towards that, you know, that she that that he does do it. And, and you know, it feels kind of good when you meet somebody new and they're able to bring some some clarity and focus and growth, you know, and, and when you grow, when you grow a little bit, there's always those growing pains of, right. you know, friends going, you're not the same as you used to be. And, and make no mistake, her goal here ultimately would lead to the destruction of Spinal Tap, right? Because <laughs> yeah. no, yes. that's why the band is like, no, she must go. We must get rid of her because, yeah, if growing up means no longer being in this ridiculous rock band and settling down somewhere and wearing terrible sweaters, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing... Uh, face yoga by the fire and <laughs> cozy sweaters. <laughs> well, is there anything else about this minute um, that you guys want to talk about? Or should we start wrapping up minute 41? 
I think we I think we killed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't have anything specific for this minute, but uh, I had meant to ask. So earlier, I talked a little bit about a couple uh, documentaries that that Cindy, our groupie, was involved with. Uh, do you folks have any, uh, and particularly Jason, since uh, you're not with us every day the way Heidi is, uh, any particular documentaries or musical movies or uh, or rockumentaries that uh, so- that you'd like to share? I I don't watch a lot of docs and I don't watch a lot of music things. But when I was in, in high school, I bought on VHS Bring on the Night, which is Michael Apted's documentary about Sting basically leaving the police and mm-hmm. starting as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. And I bought it mostly for the music because it's actually, I think... I mean, they did ultimately release a CD of the live uh, concert that is in the movie, although it's not quite the same as what's on the sa- on the soundtrack to the movie. Um, I remember making like a cassette tape of the film soundtrack so I could listen to that. But mm-hmm. it, it's a it's an interesting idea. The premise is like that this is a gamble that Sting is taking by basically shutting down the police and going out on his own and hiring a bunch of jazz musicians. And I, in hindsight, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But at the time, it was like, what is he doing? Is he Has he completely lost it? But I think the most notable thing about it, the, the thing that is the wackiest thing about that movie is that his his partner Trudy Styler is very pregnant during when they're in Paris and and they're doing performances and they're rehearsing and all of that and she gives birth in the movie like in the movie they go to the hospital and she has a baby in the movie and wh- why is that necessary Michael Apted why why did you put a live birth in your music documentary why so, so it's like this minute except. <laughs> the bus is going to the hospital for Janine to give birth. It is so, and, and and imagine as a you know seventeen year old boy watching this, oh, it was really no. like, why, what, why is this oh, happening? No. Just go back and play Bring on the Night again. Uh, but anyway, I did. I watched that movie like fifteen times or twenty times when when I was a kid, and and that that always struck me about it is that that was a really weird weird choice by Michael Epstein. I mean, it's very slice of life about this man's life, but like, yeah, could you play another song instead, right? Now? <laughs> well, there's a couple people that do have a lot of yoga faces because I know they do a lot of oh, yoga oh. together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's doing some jazz exploration. So that, he's. Oh, yeah. It's the new. St- yeah. I, I mean, I do. I have to admit that when I think about um, Sting going out and hiring a bunch of jazz musicians, one of the thoughts that you have to have there is that this is you are witnessing the rebirth of Spinal Tap. <laughs> jazz fusion <laughs> ensemble. A little bit. Totally. Well, and another thing that's when I when we first started working on this project, the podcast, is that I went on to um, Instagram and Twitter and started just looking up the hashtag uh, Spinal Tap Moments. And um, I did find that a lot of, you know, musicians will tag Spinal Tap Moments, you know, so they're like, here we are, we literally cannot find the stage, we're (laughs) running around backstage. And like, you know, somebody shared um, like a CD, they said, great, we just got our CD, uh, the inserts back, and they show the insert, and there's this huge hole in the face of like one of the the two people in the band. (laughs) That's part of the design, there's a hole right in their face. And they're like, great spinal tap moment and 
Um, but one of the early ones is it's it's not Sting's Instagram account, but it's somebody that plays with him. And it has a picture of him and Sting in a bathroom and they're locked in the bathroom and they can't get out. <laughs> That's a great picture. Amazing. Sting's like smiling and trying to yank, <laughs> yank the door open. So oh. pretty, pretty good stuff. That's great. I'm glad you shared that. I've never seen that. I've never seen that movie before, but I'm a big police fan. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good movie and the and the performances are good and you see them hire like Branford Marsalis and all that, which is cool. But then they're also yes, live birth warning, live birth. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, anything else from you, Sean? All right, or... no, I think that uh, I think that's good. Great good for a Monday. Yeah, good 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 way to kick off the week. And uh, I believe Jason, we have you for one more um, one more minute. One more minute. All Excellent. Right. <laughs> Great. Well, we hope you've all enjoyed this episode of Spinal Tap Minute, episode 41. And um, yeah, you can find us out there at SpinalTapMinute.com. And I don't have much else to say, except that this has just been so much fun. And I'm really having a great time. And we're having... Um, we're having uh yeah, how how close are we? We're at minute forty one, so we're like getting to about the halfway point of this the is, movie. Yeah, just about the halfway point. So wow. this is this has been really good. I'm also gonna throw a, a little plug out there for the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge on Facebook. So if you're if you do the Facebook thing, stop on by our group and uh and say hi and join the conversation there. And uh Jason, so if folks wanna hear more from you. Yeah, uh, go to theincomparable.com for my pop culture podcast, relay.fm for my tech podcast, and my writings at sixcolors.com. Cool. Yeah. And I follow Six Colors on uh, Twitter, and you're always sharing all sorts of interesting articles and stuff. So that's a good place to also kind of see what you're up to. Let's find you on the old tweets, which yep. is what how we found mm-hmm. you. We found you through and Andy Runton, our right. guest buddy and super super fan. I always call him because yeah, he really uh, knows a lot about the movie well, too. Well, we so. we found Andy through uh, through Star Wars Star Min- Wars Minute. So yeah. Throw a, a shout out to those guys, Alex and Pete, who kind of set us on this movie by minute path. I know we, we've, we talked about them a lot in the beginning, but we haven't mentioned them, I don't think, in a while. So I'll, I'll throw just another shout out to those guys for, uh, for making this happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, hope, hopefully, uh, so Jason, you can, you can be back and happen with us again tomorrow. I know. I, w- I wouldn't miss it. All right. Great. I know Heidi and myself will be back. Hopefully all I'll you folks here. out there in podcast land will, will be back as well. So until next time, and so say all of us. Tap, Tap into, into America! America.